You are listening to Life Clips. Every Friday, Life Clips will bring you encouragement, freedom, and biblical truth. Encouragement for the times in which we live. There is not one person on the planet, believer or unbeliever, that does not say this world has gone crazy. Does it seem like the doomsday clock is nearing midnight? Freedoms are being stripped from everyone all over the globe to the continued civil unrest, lawlessness, chaos, lying politicians, doctors, censorship from big tech tyrannies, the fall of America so a one world government can start. The rise of spirituality, so a one world religion can start. That is why we see massive growth of new age, false pastors, false religions, false converts. Man is their own God. God is no longer needed or wanted. The false light deception of aliens and UFOs. The endless talk and media coverage of a virus that has a 99.8 survival rate. Forced vaccinations, masking our children, people all over the globe losing their jobs for not complying. Why is all of this happening and will it ever end? For the believer, be encouraged, beloved. For the unbeliever, tune in every Friday to see what is happening and what you can do to find peace in these chaotic times. We also talk about freedom for the broken believer. Are you broken, beloved? Are you in the bondage of sin that you cannot break free from? Do you hide what you do so no one can see the real you? Do you deal with anxiety, depression, drinking, or more? And it seems like the church is only there to judge you. Life Clips is a judge-free zone. And our mission is to have Jesus, through the lens of the Bible, take that burden from you. Oh, are you the prodigal? Are you a backslidden believer? Come home, prodigal. Jesus is waiting. And ultimately, at Life Clips, we use the main truthful source, the Bible. Biblical truth is the only means of breaking strongholds, letting go of the burden of sin that Jesus bore upon Calvary over 2,000 years ago. The Bible is our only means of truly seeing the deception around you and allowing you to have discernment in these last days. We want all to come here. We want you to be part of the Life Clips family, to be encouraged, to be set free. So come on, take a listen and grab your coffee or grab your tea. It's going to be a good one. Hey, everyone. Kim here. Welcome to Life Clips podcast this week. And uh, we're going to be diving into a subject that I have previously 
covered before um, almost a year ago. So I felt like it was time to revisit the subject and uh, revisit some of the stuff that I covered previously, plus new material. So again, check out the links below in the show notes and uh, go ahead and watch those videos. Um, You'll get a little bit more of in-depth than what I will cover here today. So I'm going to be talking about Bethel, their school of supernatural ministry, and I'm just going to show you some other new apostolic reformation. The terminology for that this week will be called NAR, N-A-R. So other NAR-related things that happen. So I want to preface this episode by saying, first and foremost, we have to stop being in our flesh and we have to start walking truly in the spirit. We have to stop conforming. We have to stop conforming to culture. We have to stop conforming to what feels good for me. I'm going to continue to do. We have to stop being Laodiceans and we need to start being the church of Philadelphia. So we need to stop compromising. Um, I'm going to be very honest in this episode, and part of that honesty is this. Bethel, Hillsong, Elevation Music, Jesus Culture should never hear me, not only be played in your churches, but listened to. So Bethel and Jesus Culture and Elevation And others like them, Hillsong, they've had their singers kind of branch out and become artists kind of like Steffi Gretzinger, uh, Brandon Lake. They're real catchy for a reason. Kim Walker Smith. So they entice you for a reason because what they're rooted in is demonic, So we can't really say as believers, hey, it's okay to put that church in my song because the lyrics are good. We have to stop with the excuses. So again, I may not have a lot of views this week, and as always, I am okay with that. However, this subject needs to be spoken about again. As you can see, I have some things on my screen that will stay here. This is my backdrop this week. The Bethel Deception. We also see over here with uh, Bill Johnson. This is what he says regarding repentance. So for those listening to the podcast, of course, you can't see it. Renewing the mind begins with repentance. R-E, Ray, means to go back. Pent is like the penthouse, the top floor of a building. Repent then means to go back to God's perspective on reality. That is a quote from Bill Johnson's book, The Supernatural Power of a Transformed Mind on page 44. Then also here, just so you know who and what is on the page, you've got Chris Valaton, and then you've got two pictures from BSSM, which is Bethel's School of Supernatural Ministry. And then above my head this way, you've got a little clip of Jen Johnson, and I believe that might be her husband. Anyway, Bethel Music. So today we're going to be talking about BSSM. And how new age is brought in 
Uh, we're also going to be talking about Worship You. This is where all of these Stephanie's and Brandon's come out of. So again, that's why these should not be in your churches, in your cars, in your homes. What they do is demonically rooted. But yes, let's go ahead and listen to them because I want to feel good. I don't play, as everyone knows, when it comes to falsehood. So we're also going to be talking um, about how just on the other side of Bethel, how they practice Christian tarot cards. I know this is, was a story a long time ago from Christ, uh, Christ alignment. Um, I'm going to show you a picture of the son of the founders of Christ alignment um, hanging out with Bethel. Bethel has been to these readings, Christ alignment. They go to new age. We're going to get into all of that just briefly. Um, Learning how to practice divination. This is what Bethel is all about. But yes, go ahead and listen to their music because their lyrics are good. Divination, uh, they call it prophecy. I call it divination. We're going to be talking about the repetitive, the repetitive lyrics, the Kundalini spirit, when you see them writhing and shaking and the rocking back and forth and back. And I mean, hello, how do you not see demonic Activity. If this episode does not vex you as a believer, I don't know what to tell you. So listen, for those listening to the podcast this week, you're probably not going to get that much enjoyment um, out of seeing some of this stuff and learning and actually watching. So you may want to head over to Rumble. We're also going to be talking about another highly debated topic. And I found some new information. They call it grave soaking or grave sucking. It's where they feel like they're going to the graves of deceased people and they're going to soak up their anointing. This is legit, but now they put a different spin on it, but they're still saying the same thing. So anyway, and then of course what they teach in their school to these young impressionable kids and the books that they use. So anyway, a lot more to dive into here today. Check out my previous episodes. But before I do that, guess what time it is? It's mug time. Actually, this week's mug, I'm using it for a reason. So anyway, let me introduce this week's mug. So this week's mug, I am using it specifically because we are told in Galatians chapter one, am I seeking the approval of man? Well, no, I'm not. I'm seeking the approval of God, not Bill Johnson, of God. For those listening to the podcast, I was pointing to his picture when I said that on my backdrop this week. So no, I am seeking the approval of God. I am not here. Clearly to garner friends who are going to say Bethel is cool. We're going to continue to listen to Bethel because they're amazing. Um, I, I think, in, again, we're living in 2021. If you don't know that these churches are false and their music is demonic, I don't know what to tell you, but you may want to revisit. So anyway, this week's mug is, do I look like a people person. So again, for some, this might be in a rude way, but me, this is based upon Galatians chapter one. I am not seeking the approval of man, but the approval 
of God. So as always, I have some house cleaning topics that I like to bring up for those listening to the podcast. Go ahead and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast content. For those listening and watching here on Rumble, what I'd like for you to do is smash that like button, the little boxing glove, or if it's a plus symbol, go ahead and smash that like button now. Go ahead and hit that little share button as well. Comment below. As always, I love and cherish your feedback. And also subscribe to us right here on Rumble. If you're listening to the podcast, you can head on over to Rumble, subscribe to us at Life Clips underscore podcast, Life Clips underscore podcast. And just another side note here, if you want to reach out to us, you can go to our website, lifeclipspodcast.com, and then you'll see the little contact button. Go ahead and hit that. And there's certain questions, links that you can click onto, and uh, I will go ahead and respond. So anyway, we have a lot to dive into this week. Let's go ahead and get this week's episode started. So this week, you know, Bethel is always under the gun. They're always coming under scrutiny. If you go to YouTube, there are people such as myself who are biblically calling out Bethel, biblically calling them out because what they do is demonic. It's another gospel. And anything, anything that comes out of Bethel is not biblical. So, I mean, we're going to see here today a few things, not everything, but they believe in the glory clouds and the heaven dust. They have their hellish theology, the little God theology, kingdom now theology, replacement theology, their false signs and wonders and more. I do want to preface this by saying, I believe that, and I let me let me just finish what I'm saying so you guys can understand. When the last apostle died, the power that Jesus said that they can do went with them, right? So when Jesus said, go forth and do these in my name, he was talking to the apostles. The apostles had to be different because they had to be set apart so people knew that they were coming with the power of Jesus. If everyone was doing what they were doing, there would be no distinction, However, I do believe in miracles. I believe there is a God who heals, but not the way Bethel and other NAR or IHOP or Azusa churches, the way they do things, I do not agree with at all. I believe it is demonic. I believe is it a falsehood. I believe it directly correlates with Revelation chapter 13 with the false prophet ushering in signs and wonders that will deceive many. So anyway, does it seem extreme, right? They do all of this in the name of Jesus. So clearly it must be true. Bethel must be of the Lord. So if this week's episode does not vex you or the previous episode that, again, the links are in the show notes, if none of that vexes you, something is wrong. Maybe perhaps because the Holy Spirit is not truly indwelt in you. And again, some of this stuff will be repetitive to what I've already done. And some of this stuff is going to be brand new. This week, you will see a video from a former BSSM student 
who called them out, Lindsay Davis. I'm stealing uh, the video. Again, all of the video notes content is always in the show notes. And we will see firsthand their insane practices, their false healings, their demonic activity, the false prophecies they're hearing from God. So riddle me this. When you go to BSSM, they teach you prophetic gifts, school of supernatural ministry. So riddle me this, where in the Bible do you read anywhere in the Bible that says you need to be taught, you need to practice these gifts? Uh, Nowhere. We don't read that anywhere. So clearly this is not biblical at all. So what I want to do now is I want to set up my screen to start loading these videos and we're going to go ahead and dissect some things here together today. Okay, so some of these videos, as everyone knows, as we all do, I'm using other people's in in my research. This particular one is from Good Fight Ministries. They have a a huge um, dissection of Bethel. I think it's a four-part series. Um, So feel free to check that out. Again, all the links will be in the notes. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and we will go ahead and play this part here just to kind of set up Bethel. And then we're going to continue on here with these videos here today. And we can get this potty started. I always say that like I'm from Boston. I park my car in the bar. But actually, let me say it as a New Yorker. Let's get this party started. That's how I used to talk. I don't sound like that anymore. Okay, I'm going to share my screen. I'll be right back, guys. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, Finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs. May I have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is one of our favorites. We call this our children's offering reading because our kids' ministry wrote this. So let's read this together. It's on your screen. If you're in your home, in your car, just read out loud. Even if you're by yourself, read this. Kids, guys. This is for kids. Let's do this together. I am powerful, and what I believe changes the world. So today I declare God is in a good move. He loves me all the time. Okay, so I'm going to rewind that. Or actually, I don't even have to. Uh, I mean, again, I apologize for my podcast listeners this week. God is in a good mood. What? They are teaching children how to talk like this. God is in a good mood. So is God in a bad mood sometimes? It'd be better that a millstone be tied around their neck than for them to deceive these little ones. Nothing can separate me from his love. 
Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell nations of what he has done. I am important, and how he made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praise to silence the enemy. Everywhere I go becomes a perfect health zone. And with God, nothing is impossible. Okay, so I'm going to play another video, and we can go ahead and listen to this here. Let's just lift your hands to Jesus. This is Bethel. such a holy moment. So one thing I want to say, and then I'll let this play until I have to give commentary. Um, When people say Holy Spirit come, you realize that makes zero sense. And Carrie Jacob, um, uh, Francesca Battatelli, I think she was another one that had the Holy Spirit song that was extremely popular. I myself got drawn into it until I realized lyrically that just was not biblical. Um, when, so when they're like, Holy Spirit, you're welcomed in this place. Well, of course they are. If they're indwelt in the person, the Holy Spirit's already in the place. So anyway, you're going to hear here this ridiculous sounding nonsense that comes out of Bethel. But with that, I want you to watch the behavior of people in the audience. And that is why I am playing these videos as well. Watch the people. One thing about Bethel, you'll notice it's different than any other church, whether it be Elevation, Passion, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, Rick Warren, Greg Rochelle. It doesn't matter. All of the mega churches, the people are sitting, you know, like at a distance from the stage. Bethel and every other NAR, IHOP, Azusa type church, charismatic, you notice they sit just like these audience people are doing close to the stage and they feel like they're soaking it all up. I'm here to tell you this. The behaviors that we see in these churches are straight up demonic. Their behaviors, they're not soaking in the Holy Spirit. I understand they say Jesus and they use buzz terms for one to think that this is biblical, but they're bringing forth another gospel. This is another Jesus, just like the Mormons and the Catholics and the um, seven-day Advents and Jehovah Witnesses, what I explained a couple of weeks ago. These people are bringing another Jesus, but we don't need to invite the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, once indwelled in us, is already present. We don't need to invite him. Let's take a quick break. Everyone is podcasting these days. If this is something you want to do or you're already doing it, I would recommend using Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I currently use the Blue Yeti. Buzzsprout is an extremely user-friendly platform, and I could not be happier with their services. 
There are so many things that this site allows you to do. From your show being listed on every major podcast platform to the audio player that you can use seamlessly on your websites to the detailed analytics of what we, come on guys, the podcasters want to see. Don't lie, I know you look at that too. We want to know who was listening, where they're listening, how long they're listening. There are zero hassles because Buzzsprout provides these tools and more to help promote our podcasts. Fellow podcasters, do we not work hard? Well, I am here to tell you that Buzzsprout works even harder to make our podcasts stream streamlessly. Yes, I know that's not a word. If you want to join a company that already has over 100,000 podcasters, click the link and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. This will get you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. And in addition, of course, it'll help support our show. Don't delay. Start Buzzsprouting today. So notice the repetitiveness. He keeps repeating it. Come Holy Spirit in power. Come Holy Spirit in power. That is a very demonic, witch-like, new age type thing. A mantra. Repetitive mantra. Come Holy Spirit in power. Come Holy Spirit in power. Come Holy Spirit in power. Come Holy Spirit in I didn't know we had to repeat ourselves so many times. I, I guess to them, God must not be in a good mood right now, or God must be deaf because clearly you have to repeat it so many times. What the Holy Spirit is not listening. I don't know. Power. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit in power. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit in power. Power, 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 power. power Watch the power, audience power, change. Power, 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 power. Power, 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 And just like they do, he's mumbling probably Scooby-Doo wants some snack biscuits or something over and over again, guys. He's not speaking in tongues. I'm sorry. The language that these people are speaking is demonic and it's not biblical. You just don't do that. That's, that's not biblical. Fire, 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 fire. And if you notice what they do in all Bethel, uh, type thing as you can see when i pause the tv uh, i mean because this is where i copied it from bethel tv this is healing room ministry so that's what they gather in like bethel is very demonic even their campus so between the school and the worship you and their church and their healing rooms and their um whatever other rooms that they have there i guarantee you that if you were a true born again believer 
and you went to Bethel, the Holy Spirit would not allow you to stay at all. There would be an instantaneous feeling in your spirit because the spirit wouldn't want you there. Um, They keep inviting the spirit, but the spirit's never going to come. So anyway, but as you can see, they do drawing. And then also um, I may have some videos showing that, but they also will dance and it's very distracting. And again, that's not part of how we worship God. And and I want to just say this and I'll let this video play. Um, their music is very, uh, you know, as people know that I sing. So as a singer, as someone who loves music to listen to it, to listen to the song and they're, you know, they sound so nice. They have beautiful voices and the, the, the beat of the music and the bass. I mean, all of that just rhythmically, you know, works on us, especially when we want to praise the Lord. But let me ask you something. This is not worship. Like, I'm sorry to say, but worship is the worship leader really leading worship. And that means they're creating their songs to the Lord. They're not using Bethel and Hillsong and all these other things. They are actually with the spirit moving within them, just like David did. They birth a new song to the Lord. I mean, you ever find yourself in true worship with God and you just start singing a song that doesn't even make sense, but to you in that moment, it makes sense. So anyway, I'm going to let this continue, but I think that's the big draw with Bethel as well as they have all of these churches that are mega churches that pump out Hillsong, Bethel, you know, passion music, elevation. They pump out lyrically and beat wise and rhythmically. So it, it kind of really gets you going. You know, you feel like, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a state of worship. Graves into gardens, gardens into graves, whatever it is. Yes. Fire release. I'm good. And each and every one of us have three ministries. Our first ministry is to love the Lord with all of our hearts, to be in adoration, praise. Our second ministry is to love one another. But there's this one ministry that we'll never be able to do when we get to heaven, and that's to be a witness for Jesus Christ. to pray for each other that the Holy Spirit would smear us. He would so impact us. He would leave his fingerprint upon our lives. He would so shape the course of our life by his imprint. God wants to mark us. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know this was like twilight and we were going to get imprinted by Jacob. Pierce is preaching tonight, and 
his life was impacted by the Spirit of God and everything changed after he was impacted by the Spirit of God. But I believe that even in this moment, God wants to impact people's lives. So we're just going to take just a moment. Just lay your hand on somebody's shoulder next to you and just... I want you to speak and to pray for them right now. Holy Spirit, touch their life. Mark their life, God. Mark their life. Mark their life by your Spirit, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out. Fire, God. Fire, God. Fire, God. Fire, God. God wants to mark everyone's life that our life testifies of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That our life testifies of Jesus, 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 Jesus. Holy Spirit, more. Holy Spirit, more. Fire, 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 fire. This is why we're alive. This is why we're born. Fire, God. 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 More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. All over this place. All over this place. Fire. If you go to a church and this is what you think church is, what? Like... Want the fire, keep the fire away. You know what's funny is they, and we'll see it in another clip, but um, that I'm sure you people have already seen. At least I would think that some people have already seen it because it's a pretty old video. But um, the fire. Does anyone remember the story of the burning bush when Moses, right? What, what did Moses do? Like, he didn't run up to the fire and hug it. These people. I have no words. That doesn't annoy you. I don't know. I don't know. This isn't vexing you. I don't know. And it's only going to get worse. All right, so I think we got the point of that one. And I wanted to just play that um, a little bit longer, only because you guys can see what I'm talking about. It, it's just this repetitive nonsense. I mean, that audience was actually quite tame, but it's the rocking. It's the standing down like the guy in the striped shirt. And, and they just progressively start getting those kundalini the one lady with the spirit of euphoria like we don't read this nor do we see this behavior in the bible at all okay so i wanted to start off light so you guys can kind of see what i was talking about and now the next videos that we're going to see is some scary scary stuff so again we heard right there in that last video just this repetitive Jesus blood never fails me. You keep repeating it, this mantra. Then you kind of see, you know, some people, the one guy in the white shirt writhing, the one woman with the holding the tunnel over her head or whatever, then the other lady and, oh, Jesus, I love you. Like, it's just creepy, guys. The repetitiveness of fire, Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit come, him standing there rocking. So again, that's that's a good version of Bethel, but here we go. He said, if you begin to cry, he started out saying, 
I do not want you to come to the front just because you want to. We need to start with who God starts with. And if you honor what God is doing and you see what he does to the ones he's touching, it actually will increase the faith in the room for then for you to get in on it. So uh, no. it's, not, it's not mechanical. It's not me. If you come up here and God's not doing anything to you, when I touch you, he's not going to do anything to you because it's not me. But if he's touching you and we bless what he's doing, come in agreement with what he's doing, then something's going to happen. And if you can't get up here, it's all right, because if you're way back there, and, you're, and, and by the way, this impartation time actually is for us coming forward. Those is ready. They call it impartation. I call it divination. Demonic. For the conference. We've already had two impartations for the students. Really? But having oh, said wow. that, listen, God doesn't, you don't have to come down here for him to touch you. And I, I definitely do not, I definitely do not want to say you shouldn't expect anything. I'm just saying, drink from there. Let him touch you there. But myself and our team, we are going to focus on these who've not had a chance yet today. So just because you want to, if you begin to cry, that's God. That's his love, his baptism of love. You should come to the front. So baptism of love, if someone can please um, point me, just comment below the uh, chapter and verse on the baptism of love. Thanks. If you begin to feel heat or energy on your body or in your hands or on your head. Okay. If you begin to feel heat or energy. So um, I don't know if I have any pre post, but not post, but pre new agers, people who did yoga or meditation. Um, again, we're going to, we're just jumping all over the place here today. I mean, we're going to see this kind of aligns there with the new age. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what it's supposed to do in your body is invoke your senses, the whole point of the chakra, right? Tingling and maybe even look down. Some people see like gold dust in their hands or different uh, shininess on their hands or oh some people actually literally their hands start sweating. I've, I've mm. seen it. It was a miracle anointing where the, the, the person I saw, and I said, do your hands sweat? He said, no. I said, then God is, I said, hey, everybody, this pastor right here, right now, is getting an anointing for miracles. Ooh. He doesn't know how many blind eyes, deaf ears, lame ones. So again, chapter and verse on sweaty hands, meaning you get the anointing. Did I miss that? Oh, maybe he was in one of the gifts, and I just didn't read about the sweaty hands. Walk. Our tumors disappeared because he quit counting. Because God said, when you hit 500 of each, quit counting that sec. He said, I don't know. I lost track over 500. It was the oil in his hands. But anyway, back towards that. Blaine said, if you feel heat, feel electricity, you start to cry. If, you begin if to the demons heavy, are activated in like, your body. I feel heavy. I feel like a... Can't hardly stand up. The glory, the weightiness of God upon you. Chapter verse. Say if you all of a sudden get hit with joy, that would be a sign. But we didn't know that yet then. If any of those things happen. So 
When he said that, there's a guy in my church. He's got his hand up against the back of the wall, and he's uh, standing up in the vestibule because there's no seats. And he said, and he was. Okay, so I started it there for context. I want you to listen to the story, and I promise I will not interrupt. And I want you to hear the blasphemy that comes out of this man's mouth, the heretical, accursed teaching that comes out of this man's mouth. I want you to listen to this story. It's about five minutes long. Against the meeting, he said, that's a bunch of bull. And he never got it. that out of his mouth, then God told that yet then. If any of those things happen. So when he said that, there's a guy in my church, he's got his hand up against the back of the wall, and he's uh, standing up in the vestibule because there's no seats. And he said, and he was against the meeting, and he said, that's a bunch of bull. <laughs> and he no more than got that out of his mouth, then God said, I'm going to get him. <laughs> and I saw this guy name is John. He's coming up the center aisle of the Baptist church. His hands literally are this fast. It just wasn't. Started out feeling like, oh, my hand's gone to sleep. He starts trying to get him to wake up, and then both hands starts tingling. And then the power just kept increasing to the point that literally this is not an exaggeration. They were faster than this, and he's bent over in the glory, and he's crying. And he was the proudest man in my church who needed to be humbled. He really was a proud man, self-made man the richest guy in the church, and he's weeping, but he's just not crying tears. He's, <laughs> literally coming down the aisle, bent over, and he, he sees me, and he says, Randy, help me, help me, Randy, help me, Randy. I said, John, what's wrong? He said, I've tried so hard, my hard contact, it's, 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 it's killing my eye, and I can't get it out with my hands doing this. Help me. And I said, John, that could be a word of knowledge. And he said, you and those words of knowledge, I don't even believe in them. And immediately, a 14-year-old girl tapped him on the shoulder and said, I just came from the doctor. They just told me my left eye has got to be corrected by surgery. That's me. He stopped shaking. He stopped crying. And 60 seconds is all it took to take a mocker and turn him into a minister of what he mocked. And he spoke to her eye. And her eye, on the fifth time, he prayed one sentence prayer. And that eye went straight. And the next night, she came up again. And we said, well, God just healed you last night. He said, I know, but I was born hydrocephalic. And I have had shunts put in. And to drain the fluid off my spine, waterhead, baby. I was born hydro, um, spinal bifida. I have no control over my bladder. I'm 14, I have to wear a diaper. I'm embarrassed by this. I have severe seizures. I'm on I've 11 kinds of medication and seven doctors or something like that. I have these severe seizures. And John and I, from the Baptist church, nobody from the vineyard, and two of the deacons' wives, we prayed for Tammy. We prayed again five times. First four times, we prayed this short prayer. Anything happens, you sense anything, feel anything. You know, we did the interview and the diagnostic decision, what we need to pray for, what we need to pray for. We spoke to the condition, then we stopped and re-interviewed. <laughs> we didn't give any post-prayer suggestion. Didn't know what to tell her. Four times, no, nothing. Fifth time, Tammy, you sense God do anything? No. Just a little heat go down my spine. 
What? <laughs> prayed again. She felt nothing. On the way home, her mother's walking with her. They're walking home from church. And Tammy says to her mom, Mommy, do I have to wear that diaper tonight when I go to bed? And her mother took a step of faith and said, No, you don't have to wear that diaper, Tammy. And her mother told me later, when she wet the bed, it was because she's a big, big person. It was really a mess. But she says, no, you don't. Tammy Ferguson never had to wear a diaper again the rest of her life because God created what was not there and gave her the ability to be controlled. She never had to have any more medication. She never had another seizure, and she never had another shunt because God caused her brain to drain down the spine the way it's supposed to, and the biggest healing of the whole meeting didn't happen from the professionals from the vineyard that came to visit us. He used us Baptists because God wants to encourage. He can use you. He can use you. He can use you. Okay, so many things that I can say there regarding that falsehood. So again, the guy writhing, shaking, bent over, hands, demonic. I mean, we're going to see it in the video coming up. This isn't real. These are false signs and wonders. And again, the false prophet will deceive. These people will be deceived by not only the Antichrist, but also the false prophet because of the signs and the wonders that accompany him. And these folks don't want to listen. They want to say that we're the crazy ones. That is not true. Nowhere in the Bible do we read what he just talked about. We don't see behaviors of Paul, Peter, Jude, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Jesus, behaving in hands, shaking, writhing, and you're hunched over and you're screaming. So, want to get to the best part of this video? Here, check this out. So when I play this video, I want you to hear, this is uh, very disturbing, very disturbing. They don't silence this person. They actually encourage the behavior. Then as we go on into the video, this is supposed to be this awesome prophetic event. Now, mind you, as you can hear, this guy's Baptist. So again, that whole universal religion thing uh, pricks my spirit. But so this is supposed to be some prophetic thing this time with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to actually play this. And it's hard to hear. I actually had to turn it up because you hear him talking, but you don't know what he's saying. So I'm going to give a little commentary. I'm going to say what he's saying, and then I'm going to play it and you can see what I'm talking about. But anyway, I am going to play this one part again. This part is extremely disturbing. Um, this literally sounds like something that you would hear from the pits of hell itself. So we're going to go ahead and play this. Now this clip here is a little longer. I apologize but um, I just want to give you context. I don't want you to think I'm taking it out of context. And again, it's extremely disturbing, but this is what comes out of these churches. This is what comes out of their music when you listen to it. It's demonic. Just stop listening to them, 
please, even if other people reinvent these songs, stop listening to what they write, produce, and release. It's demonic. We want to honor what he's doing. And we know we can't make anything happen. So... Stick your hands out, palms up, right here. Close your eyes. I'm going to make a short prayer, and then we're going to wait. Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Release gifts of healing. Release gifts, release gifts of healing. Let's take a quick break. Do you want to dig deeper in your study of Reformed theology? The All of Life for God podcast presented by Reformation Heritage Books offers you weekly sermons, audiobook chapters, and interviews that will help strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ. So what are you waiting for? Just search All of Life for God wherever you get your podcast and start listening today. Presented by Reformation Heritage Books. Her demonic behavior. He does not cut her off. He allows it to go on and disrupt. Again, we do not hear this, see this in the Bible at all. And I am really trying to maintain my composure, but you are a fool if you believe that this stuff is true. And you are a fool if you continue to listen to these churches that are demonically rooted. I'm going to rewind this. This is terrible. Absolutely terrible. So I'll rewind it, but you can't help but notice it because kind of the crowd kind of opens up. Right-hand corner of your screen, watch this demonic woman. And they think that's the Holy Spirit. We want to honor what he's doing. And we know we can't make anything happen. So... Stick your hands out, palms up, right here. Close your eyes. I'm going to make a short prayer, and then we're going to wait. Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Release gifts of healing. Release gifts, release gifts of healing. Release gifts of revelation. Release compassion. Release your love. Release your heat. Release signs that will encourage people's faith. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. I see some people who are already being touched. You need to step forward and come as close as you can to the front. It's really amazing. Sometimes the ones who are shaking still stand and others come that, you know, I don't really see that much happening yet. All right, I got four guys supposed to be working with me and Tom needs some people working with him. They know, they know. 
So, you know, the passage in the Bible where Jesus said there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When I hear that crying, that's exactly what I think about. Those screams that she had will be eternal. That weeping will be eternal. This is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I'm going to let this play just for a couple of more minutes. I need to know who they are. If you're going to be my catcher, a disruption. I want to know who you are. If you're going to be, no, well, I need you up here. Come around, get back down. More, Lord. More, Lord. I'm going to ask, if you're praying for people, either you catch them or make sure a catcher's behind them. Just don't let them fall. More, God, we bless what you're doing. In Jesus' name, bless, release your anointing, release your power. In Jesus' name, more, God. More, Lord, we bless them in the name of Jesus. Fill them up. Fill them up in the name of Jesus. And if you look up in the balcony, you'll see the lady at the top right, like middle right. Um, You'll see her writhing, doing the whole kundalini shake. And then you start seeing now the behaviors of the audience changing, the shaking of the hands. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let me go. Oh, my gosh. We bless them in Jesus' name. Let your in the name of Jesus release anointing in their hands in the name of Jesus. Look at the lady right in the front, right in front of him where he's standing, shaking. In Jesus' name, we bless him, God. In Jesus' name, increase the anointing in the name of Jesus. More, Lord, more. God, release anointing for healing and miracles in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, more God, more Lord, more Lord. We bless them. Baptism of love for her. Baptism of love for her. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, more God, more Lord. Fill him up, fill him up, fill him up, fill her up. More God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, more and there's so much going on. Again, the lady in the balcony, the people in the audience, rewind this and just watch the behaviors of the demons in these people. These people are not writhing with the Holy Spirit. They're writhing with the demons that are in them. These people are demonically oppressed. Am I saying that right? Right? When you're oppressed with the devil, whatever. The devil is in them demons are in these people. So I'm going to end here, but I am going to go ahead and forward to where I need to be next. And I do want to read the commentary (laughs) for this. So this man, just so you know, he's, as you can see, he's healing and touching people. And he's in a moment of which should be right reverence for the moment. So all of a sudden you're going to hear him, but I'm going to read it just so you can Listen, and I promise I won't interrupt this. So you're going to hear at this minute marker that I'm going to forward to. He's saying, Holy Spirit, whatever he's saying, doing his business. And all of a sudden he's like, do we have a meeting after this one? And you'll hear the guy, he's not audible, say something. What's happening next? He's asking questions. So again, the guy says something that you can't hear. And then what? Dinner break? Is that what we're on? And then all of a sudden he's like, more Lord. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? You are an idiot. So anyway, 
I had to see when that ends. It's about seven seconds long, but it's the funniest thing you'll ever hear um, because it just shows you, it absolutely shows you how fake these people are. So fake. No, zero reverence. Let me be serious here. That is zero reverence for a holy God. That is not how miracle signs and wonders happen. It's not. You didn't see Peter saying, when's dinner while he's laying hands on somebody? Yeah, when's dinner? Anyway, uh, here we go. Fill them up. Fill them up in the name of Jesus. More God. More Lord. More Lord. In Jesus' name. We have a meeting after this one or what's happening next? And then what? Dinner break? Is that what we're on? More Lord. Touch your father. He's talking the to the guy. Jesus. I'm going to rewind that again. I mean, in it's Jesus seven seconds. Name. You can't help but laugh at it. But if you look, hopefully my screen's not in the way. I'm moving it around. I don't know where it's actually landing. I guess I'll know when I edit it. But you'll see him sitting next to the guy acting like something's happening. And it turns around and just casually starts asking questions. I'm going to rewind it again. It's so stupid. Release, Release your gifts. Release your gifts of healing. Anointing fresh baptisms of the spirit. In the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus, more. Fill them up. Oop, starts blowing on people. Up. I forgot about Fill the blowing up. on people. Fill them up. <laughs> Fill them up. Fill them up. In the name of Jesus, more. Hopefully, God. he has some TikToks. More, Lord. More, Lord. In Jesus' name. We have a meeting after this one, or what's happening next? And then what? Dinner break? Is that what we're on? More, Lord. Touch her father. In the name of Jesus. More screaming, more howling. In Jesus' name, touch the Lord. In the name of... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my word. Okay, so there's a few more uh, that I want to dive into here. Um, Pretty sad so far. For some of you, you may say, well, okay, Kim, I still don't understand, and I don't see the big deal. Um, if that's you, I don't even know what to say. I, I really don't. Um, you're just blinded. So anyway, here's a couple of more with Bethel. And then I'll get into um, BSSM. And some things I'm probably not going to get to today. I'll put the links in the show notes. Uh, will be probably Bill Johnson when he was on the Hillsong Creative podcast. And uh, it, it, it's quite sad to listen um, just to the deception and all of these fake churches that just gather with one another. Um, anyway, I, I can babble on for a while. Babble on. No, oh, no pun intended on that one. But anyway, so here's another video. I'll set up my screen and make sure that I am right where I need to be. But I'm um, actually, this is 19 seconds. I'm actually stealing this from a, uh, again, every link is in my notes. So all credit will be given, but this is a group or page on Facebook called Bethel church and Christianity. And uh, this again is 19 seconds, but I'll go ahead and get this set up. So you can see more of the demonic Kundalini behavior out of Bethel. So let me get my headset on here again. None of this is 
normal. Nothing that we see here is normal. So I'm going to actually minimize this, make it a little smaller so you guys can see the video. Notice, sorry, I, I'll just rewind it. Notice it's the same man that we just saw in the previous video with the woman writhing and the woman screaming in demonic activity. So it's the guy, you'll see him, the pastor. I can't think of his name right now. But anyway, you'll see him there right in the beginning in the red, in the maroon shirt. So here we go. We saw enough of that one. Then we have this fun video that should really uh, brighten your day because, yes, <laughs> every church does this in the Bible. Every biblical church that was in people's homes, this is what they did on a daily basis. So, not only were they passing out demons, writhing and shaking and they were also doing this. And the crowd goes wild. What are the odds you think that Chris is stage left? <gasps> All they do is use checks. Yeah, for good. That's cool. Yeah. One out of three. Yeah. I'm just, I'm do you think you can get them to? Yes. Chris, Chris, the people want you to stage dive tonight. Stage dive. It's going oh, no way. If you do it, I'm following you. Okay. Yeah, so now we're moshing in church. It's awesome, isn't it? Bethel is just an amazing group of people, aren't they? But keep singing them in your church because their lyrics are good. So this next video is not part of Bethel, but it is a NAR type of church. And then the next video I'll show you, which is also not Bethel, but it's a NAR type of church. Because I want to let you know, Bethel, although they are terrible, they're not the only charismatic church that does this. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and you'll see these two videos. This one here is about a minute long. Ministry. More screaming. Touch this whole ministry. More blowing. Touch them all. More fire. Ooh, get this right here. This is what America needs. You see that? You see that right there? Now put the camera on me. Stop with your dead services. We don't want them. Keep up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'll uh, keep my dead services. So that's what they think of you and me. We have dead services. And again, Revelation chapter 13 describes why all of these people, and I don't feel bad. Please do not tell me to pray for false teachers. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell us that we need to pray for Bill Johnson, Chris Valaton, Joel Osteen, Joyce Myers, Louis Giglio, and others. We're not told to pray for them. We're told, we are told to mark, expose, and have no fellowship. That's what we're told to do. And here is the last one that, again, should vex you. Um, this is another new apostolic church. Uh, you may have seen another video kind of like this with one other girl from Bethel, but this is not Bethel. This is a different church out in Arizona. Um, I have the link in the show notes. You'll see it there. Can't remember the name of the church, so I apologize. But this, again, always brings the scripture to mind when it says, it'd be better that a millstone be tied around your neck than to deceive these little ones. And that's what they're doing. Come, Lord Jesus, please. I'll let this play. It's three minutes and 27 seconds. We bind and we break every distraction right now in the name of Jesus. We bind and we break every distraction right now in the name of Jesus. And we say no more. And we say no more. Devil, you have no place over our authority. You have no place, devil. You cannot take over. You cannot take over because God already won. Won. He won. Won. You never won. And God, I thank you for right now. this altar and 
think we got the point on that one i think i'm pretty much over that as well so again um no that's not biblical and they're teaching these kids to blabber at the mouth and they're not speaking again fire repetitiveness and they're teaching these young kids quite sad quite sad okay so here on the screen we have this article here from buzzfeed um when they actually visited Hillsong BSSM. And uh, this is a relatively older article, but the title says, Meet the Young Saints of Bethel Who Go to College to Perform Miracles. So this was written by a Molly Hensley Clancy, again from BuzzFeed. This was last updated December 6, 2017. Again, old article, but I'm going to use it anyway. So she says here, and I quote, as you can see on the screen, it's the first day of Prophecy Week at Bethel School of Ministry, or as students here like to call the place, Christian Hogwarts. So let me ask you something. I've never watched one episode of Harry Potter, and I don't believe any born-again believer should have. So... With that being said, I mean, we all know about the little poll that they shook. It's in one of my previous videos in Bethel to end the spirit of racism. And she got a a vision about the Lord of the Rings. I think it was Lord of the Rings with the little uh, um, cane type thing that they knocked on the stage. Anyway, it was complete lunacy. So anyway, why would you even talk about Harry Potter? It's a witchcraft movie. So you're going to call your school Hogwarts? So you're admitting that you are full of witchcraft, divination. So anyway, um, they have, as you can see here um, on the screen, I don't know if the highlighting shows up while I'm doing that, but basic training for the prophetic ministry, again, did not know there was training for that. If you have the gift, you have the gift. You shouldn't be trained to get the gift. So here we go, used by Bethel students to learn how to hear and speak God's words. Okay. Name the five things that distinguish a false prophet from a true prophet. And what's the difference between a vision and a trance? Again, this is from BuzzFeed. So anyway, it says the basic theological premise of the school of supernatural ministry is this, that the miracles of biblical times, the parted seas and burning bushes and water into wine did not end in biblical times. And the miracle workers did not die out with Jesus's earliest disciples in the modern day prophets and healers just don't walk among us. They are us. To Bethel students learning, seeing and performing 
didn't know it was a performance, these signs and wonders, be it prophesying about things to come or healing the incurable, would love to see all of these medical records, aren't just quirks or side projects of Christianity. They are, in fact, its very center. Okay. So um, here you see, again, they have already begun tentatively to learn Bethel's other trade, faith healing. I'm sitting on the edge of the room, notebook in my lap, when a thin, sandy-haired young man comes up to me with a wide smile. Sorry, I can be going back and forth the way that my camera is. I can't see it all. Excuse me, he says, and tells me his name. Would you mind if I prayed for healing? He's looking pointly at my right knee, um, which is at this very moment bound in a thick, very noticeable black brace. Sure, I said, because there's not really any other answer in this kind of situation. So anyway, his prayer was this, Lord, please bring healing to her knee, complete and total healing, Father. When he finishes, he stands up. Thanks, he says. I'm practicing. Do you do you want to test it out? I'm racking my brain for an excuse not to win the girl next to me. I, I think that's a typo. A Bethel student who is coincidentally wearing a brace on her wrist. I got thought, why wasn't she healed then? Offers her arm up to him. You can you can do me too, she says. The kid lights up. Anyway, so Chris Valaton, he gets on the stage. Um, he's a little portly with white salt and peppy hair, gray, and he, he's, he goes into his description. His preaching style toggles between genuinely funny jokes and sincere stories. Okay, I guess no Bible is used. So let's skip down here. As you can see, it says some have called its movement the fastest growing religious group in America. Mm, there's a reason for that. Led by so-called apostles who see supernatural gifts like prophecy and faith healing as the key to global conversion. Again, buzz term right there, global conversion. While other religious movements struggle to retain members and draw in young people, Bethel attracts millennials in droves. The school, which is unaccredited and does not confer degrees, sends students into Reading and across the globe armed with training in how to speak God's words, heal the sick, and use supernatural and use the supernatural to win souls. It has spawned imitators across the country on nearly every continent. And then it goes on. It's the crux, uh, crux of conflict in Bethel Redding. Um, it's growing rapidly. Um, in Reading, BSSM students, some call them Bethel bots, are everywhere for school assignments. Students hang out in parking lots and grocery store aisles asking strangers <laughs> who use wheelchairs or crutches to pray for them or to heal. It's just creepy, guys. On Thursday nights, the budding prophets gather to listen to God's voice and set off on a treasure hunt to prophesy for people who match the description God has given them. 
Okay. Anyway, the article continues and you can go ahead and read it. It will also be in the show notes. So as we're carrying on here with Bethel Church of Zubernatural Z Ministry, we will get to our next clip here with Bethel. Okay, so what I want to do here, this is probably going to be another lengthy part here. So I guess we can take a quick break and let our listeners know where they can find us. Subscribe to us, Life Clips underscore podcast on our Rumble channel. And please share this video. And as always, give us a rumble. And you can also listen to this podcast on some of these selected podcast platforms. All right, so what we're going to dive into now are just some Bethel videos. You may have already seen these, may have not seen them. A couple of things I want to just talk about before we get to videos is the Christ um, alignment. I'm sure you guys have heard about this. This is Bethel came out with a statement that they did not participate. They have no um, alignment with Christ alignment. So Christ alignment, basically, they go to these new age uh, festivals and under the guise of Christianity, they um, read tarot cards and then they also give psychic readings. Of course, they don't call it that. Um, the son got very offended when um, his parents were called witches. And you can see here on the screen, this is the gentleman. And yes, look at that BSSM, which we're going to get into Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. We're going to kind of dissect a Q&A from two students who actually go there, Daphne and Emily. There's a lot for us to dive in there, which will be a little bit. And also in the show notes will be a whole bunch of links to BSSM. So you can see for yourself what I'm talking about here today as truth. But anyway, uh, with that being said, um, with this Christ alignment, Bethel has denied an affiliation with them. But in all actuality, as you can see here on the screen, they actually did have an affiliation with them. Bethel joined Christ alignment and one of their new age gatherings. So uh, Christ alignment, if you go to the website again, all these links will be in the show notes. You can see why they say why they do this. That's how they reach people. So they literally reach people by looking just like the world, extremely against the word of God. So what I want to get into now is Bethel has a huge emphasis on the Holy Spirit. Um, they believe that, well, I don't know. Let's just hear from uh, Bethel and you can see what they think of the Holy Spirit. This guy did an amazing job compiling the video of Jen Johnson and her disrespect and blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to go ahead and let this play. It's about a minute and a half. So here we go. Okay. And this will kind of probably offend you, but oh, well. And the Holy Spirit to me is like the genie from Aladdin. I view the Holy Spirit like the genie from Aladdin. And he's blue. Unplanned. Perfect. And he's funny. And he's sneaky. And he's courageous. And he's everywhere. And he's wonderful. 
That's who he is to me. And he's funny. And he's sneaky. <laughs> he's silly. He's wonderful. And I view him like the genie from Aladdin. They're laughing now. I don't know where in my life that just kind of like came up. Maybe when I was like 10, I don't know, but because he's there, you know, <laughs> and he's, he's the helper and he's just always supportive and comforting and he's just fun and he's blue. Ah, okay. Hold on. Good point. Good color. Let's take a quick break. Are you looking for peace and joy? Do you want to refresh your life and raise your well-being? You need Create Harmony. At Create Harmony, we focus on everyday joys and we savor life's blessings. Our episodes are filled with creativity and fun, and we believe in setting an intentional rhythm. Listen in to Create Harmony to learn how to use your imagination as a way of listening to God and remind yourself how to notice goodness all around you. So the full video, again, that was a um, compilation of all these videos, but the full video, one of them at least, will be in the show notes. You can see that. It'll say Jen Johnson full video. So please just click that link and you can just hear her go on and on. But um, Jen Johnson, one thing, and I'll share my screen for this and I'll go ahead and have you, I, I want to show this because again, all of these people, they align themselves with one another. They join one another and um, falsehood always stays with falsehood. So again, a lot of people call me out because I say Louis Giglio is a false teacher, but if he was a good, honest man of God, he would not hang around and allow people in his church and do what he does with so much falsehood. So they all birds of a feather, they flock together. So let me go ahead and share my screen. And uh, I'll go ahead and, and play this just so you can see who Jen Johnson again, she is I might have not said it. She is the daughter in law of Bill Johnson. But here we go. We'll go ahead and play this. So excited. Okay, for this session, we are going to do a fun little panel interview. So will you give it up for my guest, my daughter, Haley Johnson, my friend, Al Grace Alex Taylor, Christine Kane, and Lori, the wonderful queen. <laughs> Come on. Lori Crouch, PBN. She'll say that later on, just so you know. You know, total blasphemy network. Oh, we're so happy. Well, if you don't know... Um, this last year, uh, the Lord spoke to me about starting a new brand called Lovely. And it's in development stage. My friend Alex is helping with it. My daughter Haley's helping with it. And the heart behind it was just to celebrate the verse Philippians 4.8. So let's put that up on the screen. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The word also says dwell 
on such things. So today, the heart behind this lovely session and really the brand that we're doing is to celebrate not only femininity, but to celebrate what exactly it is to be admirable, pure, noble, all these different things. So we're going to just talk around those topics and... Christine's going to bring the fire because today was unreal. <laughs> was today unreal? Like, do, do you feel like you got real saved today? Like, I feel like we all got real saved today. Fire, goodness sakes. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you're saying and that you are purifying your people. You are purifying your bride, and we're here for it. We lean into it, whatever that looks like for our lives, and we just say yes and amen to that. In Jesus' beautiful name, amen. Amen. All right, All right so enough of um, that and just so you know, junk right Lori there. Um, you can kind of see uh, the circles that these people join. They're, they all join each other. So what I want to do now is uh, one of their singers, as we all know, um, again, this is all very new agey, and we have to remember that. But um, again, the links will be in the show notes, you'll see all the other videos that I've done regarding Bethel and NAR, Azusa Street and things of that nature. Okay. So you may be saying, okay, Cam, like, great. You're showing us some stuff. So what I'm going to do now is basically um, I am going to kind of go to a new age Kundalini side now, and then I'm going to circle back to the grave soaking or sucking part. That's what they call it. And the backpedaling. But yet, if you hear clearly what Bill is saying, they still believe that. The only difference is, as you can see here in these photos, that they're not actually laying on the graves, but they are laying on the graves. So they're going to grave sites. It's proven. It is right here. It is fact, as you can still see on the screen. So, but we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to go into BSSM and uh, we'll close it up with an amazing testimony. Again, I, I'm not um, endorsing the American gospel. It was produced by a bunch of Calvinists, which is another gospel. So I hope Lindsay's not going from one different Jesus to another different Jesus, because what Calvinists believe is not the Jesus of the Bible either. Jesus died for all mankind, not just a certain now in God's sovereignty. Does he know who's going to be saved and not going to be saved? Of course, but he still gives us choice. We're not little robots walking around thinking, what should we do today? God, thank you. Let me download. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get started on this. The night is uh, certainly getting away from me. And just so you know, I spent about an hour. I thought the thing was recording and it wasn't. So, and I did not want to do this tomorrow. So I am going to make sure I finish this tonight. So what I want to do is, is start with this video here. Okay. So as we know, Stephanie, um, Gretzinger, she is, uh, or was, I should say part of Bethel. She's now a solo artist producing more, uh, demonic charged songs. But anyway, what I want to do is I want to put a comparison up. I've already done this previously in one of my other videos, but I also found another video to kind of solidify. So again, Bethel is full of witchcraft, divination, new age, Kundalini awakening, you name it, they're doing it. So I want you to also keep in mind what we saw previously. I know I'm jumping around, so I apologize what we saw previously and all of the shaking and the writhing and the 
the crying and all this other stuff. And we're going to see little snippets of actual kundalini awakening and then you can look at those videos hear what some people or this guy has to say and compare that to the stretch out your hands and shake and writhe and all that good stuff but anyway let's go ahead and play this video and uh you'll see why i'm doing it so here we go and he's like one of the funniest humans on the planet (sighs) just do this with me Close your eyes. I want you to just take a super deep breath. I want you to let it out until you feel your shoulders drop. Keep your eyes closed. And I want you just to imagine your heart expanding. If you need to keep taking deep breaths, just do that. Father, we we invite you to expand our hearts. Holy Spirit, expand our hearts. Jesus, expand our hearts. You're pouring out so much and our minds don't always catch it. Expand our hearts to take in everything that's happening. Now I want you to hold your hands out. And I just want you to pray that prayer. Holy Spirit, expand my heart. Expand my capacity to carry what you're pouring out. Got a weird way of praying. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So... Why would you play that, Kim? Well, let's see. Why would I play that? Well, this is why. Again, they're riddled in new age. Absolutely. So remember her buzz terms. You want to breathe. Who does that? People who meditate. People who practice new age. So here we go. Hey, Melanie Beckler here with ask-angels.com. In this video, I'm going to share with you a powerful technique called heart breathing or a heart breath meditation. This is a powerful way to breathe light into your heart center so that the light of your heart center increases in vibration and expands out around you, bringing light into every cell and actually flowing the light of love and the light of awakened consciousness out far beyond you. I love doing this outside, close to nature, but the good thing is you don't have to be outside. You can do this in your living room, in your bedroom, or anywhere you like. Okay, so let's get started. To begin, find a comfortable standing position where you are balanced, so you're not leaning forward or leaning back or leaning to one side. You're centered, balanced, and present. And I like to begin by calling in divine light to surround and uplift us, calling in the presence of each of our teams of guides, angels, and ascended masters who can most support us in increasing the radiance of our heart center, in tuning into our vibrant heart light and expanding this heart 
vibration out far around to bring benefit to all beings, to bring increased vitality, to raise our vibration. And so it is. So light is all around you. You're in the presence of angels. And now just focus on your heart center in the center of your chest. Breathe in and exhale, letting go. Yes, we definitely definitely can see the connection. And then I have this video. Again, remember what Stephanie said, and what these two ladies, especially this one, are saying. Take your time settling in here. I'd like to remind you as we start, as we began our discipline practice, that, you know, drawing our attention inward, focusing inward, it's a little bit easier said than done some days. So just remember, this is a practice, this is a process. Whatever you're coming to the mat with today is all good. Glad you're here. Close your eyes or soften your gaze gently down past your nose. Tuck your chin just slightly to feel that lengthening in the back of the neck. And if you haven't already, gift yourself with a nice big inhale in here and an exhale to drop the shoulder. So relax your shoulders down and you might start to lift your heart here. As we practice more regularly together, you'll start to just organically, and I do use that word judiciously, you'll start to organically see how the body starts to move as one. So if I take a deep breath in and use my exhale to relax the shoulders, my heart might actually respond by lifting. And maybe with the heart lifting, my legs might get a little heavier and the awareness just starts to trickle into all parts. And an exhale to drop the shoulder. So relax your shoulders down and you might start to lift your heart here. This is a powerful way to breathe light into your heart center. Close your eyes. I want you to just take a super deep breath. I want you to let it out until you feel your shoulders drop. And I want you just to imagine your heart expanding. Let it out until you feel your shoulders drop. And I want you just to imagine your heart expanding. And an exhale to drop the shoulder. So relax your shoulders down and you might start to lift your heart here. This is a powerful way to breathe light into your heart center. So another thing that they do, and I'm going to share my screen here so you can see it, is they do this sozo. It is a prayer. It's this whole bunch of stuff, and, and we'll go there and see. But Bethel Store sells all the sozo material. Then you've got, here is um, the lady Donna Da Silva, so about Donna, Donna is the founder and co-leader of Bethel Sozo, the inner healing and deliverance ministry of Bethel Church. So if you go down, you can see her messages, the shifting atmospheres. We're going to see a little bit of her nonsense on that one, but also another video that is very, very disturbing, just about as disturbing as the screaming demonic woman um, is someone else from Bethel. I'm not even going to say what it is, but through sozo you have to learn to let go right that's part of new age as well let it go your affirmations and um so with that they i guess um well i'm not going to give it away you'll see it so anyway this is her 
Dawn De Silva. Uh, yeah, Donna De Silva. Just so you know, I'm not making this stuff up. Again, Bethel Sozo. Here is their website. Again, all of these links will be in the show notes. It's time for a breakthrough. We can help. Does God feel distant? Our past traumatic experience unresolved. Keep that in the back of your mind as I show you the video from this person. Are you trapped in anxiety, depression, or sin? So apparently, Sozo is your way to freedom. Yeah. Okay. Let me get out of that screen. And I'm going to play a little snippet here from Crazy Lady. And then I'm going to rewind it back so you can see in the beginning. So I want to kind of jump ahead and then go back. So anyway, we'll go ahead and listen to this nonsense. And again, when they pray, they pray so weird as we can see here as well. Their prayers are very strange. So here's this lady who is trying to bring people together while she is distracting us by drinking her water. Kind of like, dude, what time is dinner? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Come Lord Jesus, fire. What are we doing after this? Okay, thanks brother. Anyway, here we go. You're not for me. Does that make sense? Okay. So we're going to pray. And what I'd like to pray first is um, have you close your eyes and just ask the Holy Spirit a question. And I want you to say, Holy Spirit, would you like me to have more understanding of your presence? If you heard yes, I want you to stand up. Yeah, you can't help but laugh. And we didn't do this in the first service, so you get the benefit of a longer service. I do something called leaning in. This is funny, guys. And for people who've never felt the Holy Spirit, they start to feel it. Just listen to her. What I want you to do is close your eyes as you're standing. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to come stand by you. So do it right now. Say, Holy Spirit, would you come stand by me? Whoa. And then slightly lean your body where you think he just came and stood. I guess the Holy Spirit stood by her. Leaning in. And you're like, I could be wrong. Who cares? You're practicing. I'm practicing. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just when you get there, he'll move because he wants you to learn. So he's moved. Now lean. That little genie. That blue genie moved on me. I do this all the time in the morning in my car. Where are you at? And I lean. And as you lean, as you follow him. Do that every morning in my car. Where are you at? Well, hopefully she's not leaning, trying to find the Holy Spirit as she's driving on the roads in California. That's pretty scary. But whoo, the Holy Spirit. God knows I'm joking because I don't need to lean into the Holy Spirit. He's already indwelt in me. I don't need to find him. He's not lost. He's right here. You start to understand physically his presence. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And some of you are like, I still don't feel it. doesn't matter. Lean where you think he might be. I did this with a 90-year-old man at his dinner table. Six months later, he told his wife, from that moment on, he heard Father God's voice. And he had never heard him in his 90 years. And he was practicing. Practice his presence. Oh, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit's tickling some of you guys, and that's okay. He's poking you this, you know, in your side, some of you. Hello. Yeah, he's saying, like, it's okay. Don't be so stiff. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, And then say, Holy Spirit. Is there something you want me to know? Yeah, you're a false teacher. While you're distractingly drinking your water. Okay. Prayer is over, guys. I know that was quick, but go ahead and have a seat. Quick prayer. Wasn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. Amazing prayer. Terrific. And one thing I've realized from all of these people is they have such a mockery towards real Christianity. I know Todd White has his lifestyle Christianity. It's not. It's lifestyle blasphemy. But they have a disdain in their mouth for true born-again believers because we're actually truly spirit-filled. And here's a little clip. I'm going to play two from this video, and then I'll be done with this crazy shifting atmospheres, Donna Da Silva. And then you had people that came in that knew it all. Those were really hard. I remember um, talking to some friends of mine who said when they started the Sozo ministry, it was in Australia. She goes, so we thought we'd start with the easy one. So we grabbed all the people that had been in church a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those are hard. Because they know it all, but they're still in captivity. Right? And so. And they agree with what she said. So, um, one of the things that I learned is I learned that there were many times that I would win or lose my sozo in the first few minutes. And so as I learned this premise, I started paying attention to outside of sozos. What was I winning and losing in my conversations? What was I winning and losing in um, what went on around me? And I would start paying attention in my jobs. I'd start paying attention in, in the office, in the school. I was actually working in a school at the time. I would watch how children related. I would watch how um, volatile situations just erupted out of nowhere. And I started thinking, huh, I wonder if there's something affecting this world. Yeah, it's called sin. And so I was reading scriptures, and I was I came up with this with Ephesians 6, in 6, um, 12, and I just blanked because I noticed that the poor little guitar broke his string. Did he? <laughs> I was like, ooh, squirrel. Squirrel. All right, I'm back. I think I'm back. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but our struggle instead is against the rulers, the authorities, the powers, the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. See, we think that our struggle is against our spouse. And sometimes it really feels like it is, isn't it? And we think that maybe our struggle is against our teenagers. And our teenagers know that their struggle is against their parents. But our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And then we think, well, if we get too much out there, we let everyone off the hook. Well, that's not you. That's just that demon on your shoulder. Well, actually, it's both because we have to partner with it, right, to release it. 
So she literally just said, we need to partner with a demon in order to release it. Again, chapter and verse in that one, you false teacher, because that's what she is. She is a false teacher. So two things I want to play again regarding this sozo um, is because you have to forgive. That's the whole premise of this prayer and your affirmations and things of that nature. And uh, so these next two videos should vex you. And I'm going to let them play because this should disgust your spirit as a born again believer. I had a I had a pastor say some things that hurt me really bad. Hurt me so bad, messed me up emotionally, mentally, really messed me up. Nothing physical, nothing like that. A a a pastor I I really respected said some words and hurt me so bad. And one time I was laying on the floor, actually it was in this room. I'm laying on the floor, and in an, in a vision, in an encounter with God, in a vision, Jesus picks me up and holds me so close that I can't see anything, and he holds me so close, and Jesus starts to weep, and he says, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I said, what are you talking about? Please forgive you. He said, when that pastor hurt you, it's as if I hurt you because he's a member of my body. Please forgive me. And when we hold on to pain from other believers or other leaders or old pastors or old Christians, look, the, the enemy is called the... What's an old leader or an old Christian? These people don't even know what they're talking about. They get so tongue-tied in their lies. He makes zero sense. Anyway, he goes on about that. We need to forgive just Christians, though. So if anyone who's not a Christian who's hurt me, I guess then God, Jesus wouldn't visit me in a vision and say, forgive me. Come on, guys. This is what they believe. This is the crock of crap that comes out of Bethel. But yep, you want to go ahead and keep listening to Brandon Lake and all the rest and Stephanie um, because you need a ghost. Yeah, I know. A little catchy minute or two there. Right. This is this is the perversion that you enjoy listening to. You enjoy listening to Bethel. You do. Because every time I've mentioned it, I've had people, even family. Oh, Kim, just stop it. Right. Because the Holy Spirit would not allow you to listen to something that is demonically rooted, as we're going to see here. By the way, this is Amanda Lindsay Davis, who's also a singer in Bethel, who conducts Worship You teachings. And you're going to hear her distorted view of salvation. And I also want you to catch every time she says spiritual practice. That is such a new age term. The way she speaks is new age. Nothing about this is gospel. Nothing about this is godly. And I'm going to also, after this, show you a little bit more to this sick, twisted mind right here. And this is what she's teaching people. This is Bethel music, guys. This is Bethel music. But yes, keep playing it in your churches, in your car, and in your home, because it's cool. Why? Because you need a ghost. 
You need to break those chains. Come on, do better. Stop compromising. I'll let her play. So for, for me, writing has become a spiritual practice of remembrance. It's become a spiritual practice of, of actually starting to track with the pieces like breadcrumbs that bring me back to those little moments when I became fragmented or I started um, performing for something that was my birthright. Please hear the difference for me. Performance arts are not a problem. Whenever I use the, when we use the term performing for something for a birthright, it's just, it's an attitude towards life we're talking about. Not that performing in and of itself is bad. Does that make sense? Um, so for me, I, I have found that with writing, <clears throat> writing just simply became more of a necessity um, for my own spiritual practice of, of finding the breadcrumbs back to the beginning and remembering the things that I had forgotten. It's a way of salvation, perhaps, because that's part of our salvation. So part of our salvation is breadcrumbs. Yeah, I'll play that again so you guys can hear that, because that's what we need to do. We need to find the breadcrumbs because that's part of salvation, because you're fragmented trying to put the crumbs together. And that's how you get saved. Okay, so you write songs about that. So apparently this is what they do at Bethel. Yeah, keep listening to them. Breadcrumbs that bring me back to those little moments when I became fragmented or I started um, performing for something that was my birthright. Please hear the difference for me. Performance arts are not a problem. Whenever I use the, when we use the term performing for something for a birthright, it's just, it's an attitude towards life we're talking about. Not that performing in and of itself is bad. Does that make sense? Um, so for me, I, I have found that with writing, <clears throat> writing just simply became more of a necessity um, for my own spiritual practice of, of There's finding that word the again. breadcrumbs back to the beginning and remembering the things that I had forgotten. It's a way of salvation, perhaps, because that's part of our salvation. Oh, Lord, help these people. The same girl that we just saw, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. This is her tweet. And it says, so for those listening to the podcast, your water, we're the millstone, your wind, we're dust blown up into shapes. Your spirit. We're the opening and closing of our hands. You're the clarity. We're the language that tries to say it. Your joy. We're all the different kinds of laughing. She literally posted this Amanda Lindsay Cook, singer for Bethel. She posted a quote from Rummy. Well, you might say, well, Kim, who, who was Rummy? Well, here, let me tell you who Rummy is. Shall I? This is Rummy, and you can read all about him on Wikipedia. He is a Sufi mystic. But right, Kim, you're reaching. Yeah, right. That's what you're doing. You are reaching. You are making up stuff about Bethel. Yeah, that's right. You need a ghost. You need to be entertained, don't you? It's sickening, actually, in all honesty.
Okay, so this next video, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen again. We're going to get into the BSSM, and um, these are a couple of students. Uh, Daphne, this is her channel, but she brought in her best friend, Emily, and they're going to do a little bit of a Q&A, and we were going to go ahead, and there's a few parts in the video that um, I'm going to play, but here is this section, and this is what they do for homework. And then they're going to go through some books that they do. And I'm also going to show you an actual book that they also do that they did not bring into this. That is totally new age. Before I get to that, I'm going to play these two Kundalini videos before I show you the book that she did not mention. So here we go. I'll let this play. One other question is like our homework, because when people hear that I'm going to a supernatural yeah. school of ministries, they think that I'm only reading the Bible the whole day. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. We have like this Bible reading and it like it adds up to the what do you do after school? Because mostly yeah. when I come at home, I rest for like yeah. a few seconds or <laughs> do a power nap and then I'll do my homework. And like homework is mostly reading. Mm -hmm. And that was a struggle at first because I've never like read the Bible so much. Actually, like, <laughs> likes it. You said it was hard to transfer. Or yeah, translate. it's like translating in my mind. That costs me a lot of energy. Um, constantly talking yeah. in English is constantly being active with your mind, translating things from Dutch to English. But I'm getting better at it, and I now see that, like, reading goes faster. Um, so, yeah, I just want to, like, show a few of the books that we have read already. We're reading something right now. But I will show you some of the books that are homework, because... Yeah. One thing we do is Bible reading. We we chew, chew. <laughs> That's the English. Two, two chapters. Two chapters. <laughs> two chapters. <laughs> A day from the Bible, and those are assigned chapters too. Yeah, and we have to turn that in as homework as well. Every week we just check it off online. It's an honor system as well. You can yeah. check it off while you haven't read it. But like, what do you learn from that? You're not paying for that. You're for that. <laughs> so yeah, you just check it off every time. <laughs> And <laughs> I will show you the books. So we have Bible reading, um, and then we also get assigned books. Like, they didn't give us all the books at one time, so mm -hmm. each, like, I think every two weeks they'll give us a new book, it seems like. So a lot of it's, like, um, just forgiveness, how to evangelize, just, yeah, so here's all the books. What was the first one? This one? Yes. Okay, so we started with this book. Uh, it's 30 Days to Understand the Bible, and it's yeah. really good. It's, like... Super practical. Practical writing in it. it's like a workbook and it just tells you all about the Bible and like that was a good one to start with because then you're reading the Bible and be like, ah, now I understand. Um the second one oh no, was this one? This yeah. was oh this was such a good book. I've like I've like advised people to read this so yeah. much. Oh yeah. It's, it's good. the experiencing the father's embrace. Mm -hmm. It's like how you see God as a father and how your natural father, like your normal father, earthly father, earthly father, natural, <laughs> supernatural, um, how your earthly father is mostly like the way you look at your earthly father will be the way you see God. Yeah. So she, she's wrong. You can't look at your earthly dad and compare your earthly father to a sovereign, holy God. But this is the school of deception. Be the way you see God. And this is a really good book. So if you're looking for a good book, yeah. read this. And the thing is, is they're brainwashing them on their books. They're selling them their books. So that's Absolutely. good. So we have the Supernatural Power of Forgiveness. We have read this one. 
It's from Chris and Jason Fallon, so yeah. The most of the books are from the people that speak here. <laughs> yeah. no, they're really good books. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Then we have the Finding Moments. We're still reading this one mm -hmm. uh, from Bill Johnson. It's a thick book, but it's really good. We've read like four chapters in it right now. Um, yeah, this is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. A Practical Guide to Supernatural Evangelism? Yeah, Evangelism yeah. Supernaturally. And there's no such thing as supernatural evangelism. You can't find me a chapter and verse on that. That is something that Bethel has created and new apostolic people. There's no such thing as supernatural evangelism. Evangelism is simply the gospel. Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. That's weird. Okay, uh, this from Chris Overstreet is really good. It's like a practical way, yeah. like how do you evangelize to people? Yeah. When you've read this, it was also a workbook, right? Yeah, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it's a workbook. So the questions at the end are just like to summarize the, the chapter yeah. you've just read. And just it's really good. It's like to help you take away something from it. Yeah. But it's not like hold up sign saying Jesus loves you. It's no. like, <laughs> it's like a passing way. out track. So it's not like holding up signs that Jesus loves you and passing out tracks. No, it's not the gospel. It's Todd White acting like he's growing your foot another inch. Another Jesus, Galatians 1. These people are accursed. <laughs> this is a really good book to just like get rid of the things you think about evangelism and be like, hey, Jesus loves you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's good. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are better ways to do it. We're reading this one right now. This is a really thick one. <laughs> I don't like thick books, but I'm like learning how to love it. It's grasping God's word. So it's all about how to read the Bible, like from sentences to words, yeah. to chapters, to the whole narrative from the Bible. It's yeah. crazy. And it's so Super good. Super informative. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's good. So that's a good one. Um, we're now reading this one. Supernatural Ways of Royalty. That's a workbook and a normal book. And I love it's it. It's just discovering your rights as a son or daughter of God. Yeah. It's super good. And this one. You're discovering your rights as a child of God. Son or daughter is what she said. You're discovering your rights. Hmm. Chapter and verse on that one too? We, uh, it's due on Tuesday. So in two days. But then this video won't be up yet. So we have read it when you see this. <laughs> and then we have gotten this one. This yeah. we read at like Christmas break. Oh, we do? Yeah, okay. we have to read this. Um, it's about sex, purity, virginity, and love. So more What's revolution. It? We had a more revolution week, and we were talking about sex and like purity and dating. stuff. Dating the whole week. The whole week. So some of our weeks have like themes. Last week was worship week. What else did we have? Pure, no, not purity. Yeah, more revolution week. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we'll have a healing week in February where yeah. Randy Clark comes. So they have not every week has a theme, but like yeah. some weeks have a theme. And now we are reading the book. So and yeah. We still have more coming. <laughs> but you want to keep listening to Bethel. And you don't want to say anything to your pastor when they play it in their churches. I don't care if it is biblically sound lyrically. Bethel and their music and their church are straight from the pits of hell. So we'll play this part here. This is what do you say to the skeptics, very informative to watch this Q and A. Um, it's not funny. These girls shouldn't be laughing. It's not a joking matter. And her response right in the beginning about the skeptics, you're going to hear again. You heard the false um, pastor before about the dead church. Now she says she was in a church that didn't do the things. Um, 
that she came in, in contact with. Again, the devil masquerades as an angel of light. Signs and wonders, Revelation 13, will be the grand deception of the world. Signs and wonders. It's no, I don't think it's a, um, it, it's not a coincidence that these types of churches are growing at an alarming rate right now. It's not a coincidence because we're nearing the last day. Remember, there's going to be a falling away from the faith, even though they were never in the faith in these last days. People are going to depart. That is a sign of Christ's coming. But anyway, we'll let this play and you can hear them mock yet again all the skeptics that are out there. And we're not skeptics. We just know facts. Okay, so a hard question is, what would you say to the skeptics? Mm-hmm. Um, so I came from like a very, I feel like spiritually dry environment back home. And I had never like, honestly, never saw manifestations, never prophesied consciously mm-hmm. or saw healings or deliverances or anything that you read in the Bible. I had never seen any of that stuff. But I was so open to it because I was hungry for more of Jesus. So you don't read that in the Bible. You only read that when Jesus, the the first four Gospels, and it was Jesus doing these miracles. The only other time that you read something in the Bible is when Peter, I believe it was Peter, he raised someone from the dead. And I feel like Paul did something too, but I don't remember off the top of my head. So it's in the epistles. If you can show me where this stuff happens... I will stand corrected right here, right now on this podcast this Friday. Comment below and you tell me where in the epistles with directions to the church, we read about what she just said, manifestations, prophecies, healings. We don't. And then towards the end of this, you're going to hear her also butcher what Jesus, what he was commissioning his disciples to do. And that's how Bethel and all of these new apostolic churches work. They confuse people into thinking that we have the authority to do that. Now, as I said in the beginning of this, I do believe in miracles. I believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. However, it is not done like they're doing it. So I'll let this play. But again, yes, I'm very frustrated doing it this week because here we are in 2021 and people are still buying into the Bethel nonsense and you guys are still listening to Bethel and Jesus culture. Why are you listening to it would be the question. So when I came here, I was obviously like, what the heck is going on? I just realized that I couldn't put God in in my box. And I think that I was trying to fit him into what I could comprehend and understand. But I quickly learned like he's so much bigger than my box and he literally can do anything. So it like opened my eyes and my perspective to the more that God has. And I've been able to experience so many things and it's and also freedom. I yeah. think. Like because you're open to like whatever God is doing, yeah. whatever Holy Spirit is doing, it makes you feel so much more free because if we put God in a box, we keep it inside the lines. Yes. Like this is what I think of God and everything outside of that is not God. Right. But if you're open to like what Holy Spirit thinks, then I'm like, wow, yeah. experience so much freedom yeah. and so much healing as yeah. well. No, I completely agree. Um, and so I was actually just thinking about a verse and John 14, 12 says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be the, with the father. 
And so I really feel like Jesus is just saying like all that he's done. I mean, in the Bible, it said he cast out demons, he healed the sick, um, blind eyes opened, all these things. Like if Jesus did those, he's saying that we are commissioned to do the same works that he's done. Meaning he's giving us the authority to mm-hmm. be able to do the same thing. Yeah. And greater. So, and greater things. So that's when people say like, what do you say to the skeptics? I mean, in the Bible, it says we're, we have authority to do that. So mm-hmm. one thing I think is that people who have not been here cannot judge Bethel because the funny thing is that people call it a cult. <laughs> Some pastors said to us, uh, the difference between a cult and Bethel is that cults draw people in and let them stay there. They won't leave them out. Like warp their minds. <laughs> yeah. Warp their minds. Like you cannot leave this. We're like a team and you cannot. So she said warp their minds. Emily, your minds are being warped. You're in an occult, O-C-C-U-L-T. But Bethel, they invite us in as students. Well, we have to apply, so it's not like yeah. they're like warping us in. No, it's not they, like that. <laughs> but like they invite us in, they teach us stuff, and then they say, now go. And like the beautiful thing is that people here will not tell you what to do. They will... Uh, like they won't fill in the blanks for our questions. They will say, Hey, what, what, like, because we have that relationship with God. So they won't, they probably don't answer questions that they're asking like, Hey, I I have a question. It says here in this workbook, this Bible workbook, the only thing that's biblically based. And they probably don't answer because they don't know how to answer it because they're not born again believers. So they say, well, go, we got to lean. we got to find the Holy Spirit. Find the Holy Spirit. Where did he go? Got to find him. Lean into the Holy Spirit and find out where he is and go ask the Holy Spirit. He'll download information for you. And we'll get to that in a minute here, too. It's kind of funny because this wasn't always called BSSM, by the way. And we'll get to that in a moment. We can ask him things. We can ask the Holy Spirit things. So it's not like they are telling us what to do. It's like, they're teaching us how to do stuff. So when we go home and we have questions, we're not like, oh, where's that person that helped me with this? No, we're like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you say about this? Yeah. So that's really good. Yeah. This is not a cult because we are here and we are learning for ourselves. We're seeing for ourselves that God is doing things in people. We see things change. We see each other change. Like that's the funny thing. Like we see people around us change so much and we're processing <clears throat> we're processing so much yeah. that we're like seeing that people's attitudes are just like switch switching to yeah. like something better um, yeah before i came here like i didn't i had never seen a healing before um honestly i've never seen really anything and so like i've been able to firsthand experience somebody getting their ankle healed and like seeing yeah just the cha- the processes and changes that people have like mm-hmm. It just opens your eyes for the more that God has and how big that he really is. Like Bill and Chris and all of the speakers that come, I mean, they're really well known and we're super blessed to have them each week. I mean, like, it's a huge blessing. Like, we get to Mm -hmm. learn from the best. But each time, like, they're, they're saying, don't idolize me, don't. They get to learn from the best. Clearly, Emily and Daphne, just open your Bible and you can really learn from the best. And his name is Jesus devote your life to me mm-hmm. like it's what they they project us to see jesus they're just facilitating us because i mean we're coming in with all different types of backgrounds of knowledge and so they're teaching us things but they aren't forcing it upon us they allow us to think the way we want by what they say so they're not telling us this is the way you have to think but they allow 
for us to think what we want by what they say. <laughs> so they are manipulating you. Wow. This is our generation being raised. But instead, giving us the um, option to opinionize what they're saying as well, too. So, yeah. yeah. Wednesdays? Yeah. Well, Tuesdays we have an elective. So it's like a smaller class of like something that you want to hone in on and learn more, like maybe healing. So they have electives. She just said that. So if you want to learn how to heal or prophesy, you have to be taught that because clearly that is so in the Bible. Like, didn't you read that in First Opinions? In order to get a gift of the Spirit, you must take an elective at BSSM. Without this elective, you will not get this gift, exclamation point. Sincerely, Jesus. That's not how it works. Or dream interpretation that not the whole class is going to do. It's just something that you specifically want to do and they will dream interpretation that's like a psychic it's like a palm reader it's like the christ alignment people it's like a small class yeah and then yeah. wednesday mornings instead of the revival group we have small group so the small groups there are like four people or five people in that. per group yeah yeah so you have uh the big class then you have revival group that is like 65 people then you have core groups, but you get core group when I explain small groups. So small group <laughs> is the like small groups from like four or five people. Small setting, intimate. Yeah. You can like share everything you want to with these people. They will become your best friends. Um, we couldn't choose who was yeah. our small group. We had to like they they're, they're praying for that. Holy Spirit will will like everything's Holy Spirit. Create, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's really good because you'll find yeah. out why these people are your people in your yeah. small group. And then core group is like four or five small groups together. So there are boys and girls. Yeah. So then you have also like couples together in your group. And you yeah. just like do the same thing, but with bigger. That was like a really long explanation. It's kind I of know. confusing. But basically, <laughs> you go to school Monday through Thursday from 10 to 345 with like a couple breaks in between. And then we have Fridays off. Yeah. And then we have an assigned church service on Sundays that you just have to swipe in at the church. So other than that, though, it's just Monday through Thursday with lots of homework. <laughs> the homework is fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the second question is, what do you do besides school? Want to answer that? Yeah. So we go to school Monday through Thursdays. I will go to the gym. Um, I hang out with friends. Like, there's so many people to hang out with. You can just hang out with different people all the time. Sometimes I do, like, small jobs um, with people that I've met here because I'm not currently uh, working just because I felt like the Lord told me not to work right now because there's just so much happening. Um, but, yeah, you just hang out. You go on, you go on adventures yeah. quite often. Like You try to, like see California yeah. a little bit. There's so many things to do around us, even like an hour or so away. There's like really cool places to go. Um, rest is a big one, which I've like neglected a lot, but because it's just, it's really spiritually heavy, like mentally exhaustion. I mean, you just feel exhausted, just drained. Cause and you're it, thinking a lot, you're yeah. processing a lot, you're going, yeah. you're, you're thinking about a lot of your past and like, how am I feeling now? So you're thinking a lot and that makes you tired, yeah. I think. Yeah, it does make you tired. So, mm, no, no, 
Nope. Anyway, that's enough with these two young ladies. We will go ahead and get out of this video. And then I'm going to bring up a couple of things here, um, as I said that I would. So this one here, as you can see on the screen, it um, says God's treasure hunt. And I'm going to go ahead and read this. So this was written back in February 1 of 2005 under Bethel testimonies. I don't have the link. I don't believe in the show notes. So if you're listening or watching right here, uh, just Google that and I'm sure you'll find it. So I'm going to go ahead and read this for the sake of our podcast listeners. So towards the end of January, 2005, a group of second year firestorm, that's what BSM, BSSM used to be called, Students led by Kevin and Teresa Deadman drove down to Southern California to minister. Typically, this type of team travels to churches that desire more fire to be nitro to their glycerin. There's that word fire again. Now, this part is hysterical. So following the Holy Spirit, they began a treasure hunt to find people needing a touch from God, prayer, or even a simple kind word. Here we go. This is what you have to do, guys. I want you to catch this. This is what you need to do in life. They spent a few minutes receiving a download from their demon. I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit asking for words of knowledge, visions, people's names, or a place they should go. Word by word, they received revelatory clues. There's that genie. He's only leaving you clues. The blue genie, the only clues. Blues clues. So word by word, they received revelatory clues from the Holy Spirit. I guess they weren't leaning like they should have and ended up at a local home center. List in hand, immediately they spotted a man with a black beanie and a gray sweatshirt with black writing. All of those words, black beanie, gray sweatshirt and black writing are all in quotes. I guess they were getting the clues that the blue genie was telling them about. And knew they were on the right track. Round of applause for them. Without knowing how to make the first move in order to pray for him. Okay, well, that's kind of weird. If you don't know what to do under a born-again guidance of the Holy Spirit to pray for someone, yeah, well, you might not want to follow that blue genie. So this part is kind of freaky because if this happened to me, I'd probably call 911 or start doing some swinging. They simply stared and nonchalantly circled around him. How would you feel if someone just started to stare at you and then like a pack of wolves started circling you? Kind of weird. Finally, someone took the plunge and then the article goes on. You can continue to read that nonsense there. So the next thing I wanted to bring up that they did not mention in their books was this amazing book that you can see here on the screen. This is the psychic of uh, the psychics. This is the physics of heaven. And I want to read this as you can see here. This is pulling the tomorrows of God into today by Bill Johnson. So after I'm done reading this, I'm going to play two videos and I want us to kind of revert back to what we saw with the body movements and the shaking and the screaming. So I want you to keep all of this together and I'm going to read this. All of the contributors to chapters in this book sense. Yes, we're sensing it. That God is on the verge of releasing something new. Do you ever notice though, honestly, Bethel hardly uses the word Jesus. They might bring them up in songs, 
even though it's not the right Jesus, but they never talk about Jesus. It's always God or the blue genie. That God is on the verge of releasing something new on the earth. And that new thing somehow, listen to this, involves vibrations, frequencies, energy, sound, light, and taking quantum leaps by faith. Let me repeat that. It involves vibrations, frequencies, energy, sound, light, and taking quantum leaps by faith. I want to go ahead and now play these two videos for you and keeping in mind again what we saw regarding the writhing, the shaking, the screaming. I'm actually going to play it twice so you can hear what he says. Um, so here we go. Kundalini Awakening. Come, Holy Spirit. That look familiar? For Come, Holy Spirit. Kundalini activation process. And if all of this looks like a scene from a 70s hippie commune, Listen to what Cap creator Venet Wong has to say. When you see them moving and shaking, and, and especially when you see it live in person for the first time, you just go, whoa, you know, the people, and then I might have some demonstration people in the front, and then people go, wow, what was going on inside? And the people in the demo, and they go, nothing? <laughs> like internally, nothing's going on. You're just, you're just resting as the witness and your body's just moving and shaking. Yeah. And you could be even crying and screaming. And even mm. the, the crying, there's often no story attached. So, like, oh, I was crying. It's really sad and wailing even. But what, what was it about? Nothing. Mm. It was just like emotions being released or energy moving through the body. If you begin to cry, that's God. That's his love. It's baptism of love. If you begin to feel heat or energy on your body or in your hands or on your head. Oh, I was crying. It's really sad and wailing even. But what, what was it about? Nothing. Hmm. It was just like emotions being released or energy moving through the body. How much do we see of that in Bethel when we see that a lot? Too much. It's just a continual process but again you want to keep listening to bethel because you need a ghost i keep doing that sorry i gotta lighten the mood a little bit getting me off the screen so here we go this is another one that i would like to share with you and i'm going to play this twice because it's only like 13 seconds but again, listen to this gentleman very carefully and think of everything that you have seen up to this point. Kundalini awakening. Kundalini awakening is the process of activating the dormant energy inside of you, usually through Kundalini yoga, which allows that energy to flow. Kundalini awakening is the process of activating the dormant energy inside of you, usually through Kundalini yoga, which allows that energy to flow. So we heard that in Bill Johnson's book, did we not? Energy. Yeah. So here's another story I would like um, to play from Bethel um, School of Ministry. This is their testimonies. 
And again, uh, this is about three minutes long and I do want to play it in its entirety because uh, again, I like to keep things in context. So again, when you listen to this gentleman, ask yourself, do you hear the gospel? Do you hear where this is a born again person? No. Again, Google the word encounter with Christ and all of this stuff pops up. So again, I'm going to play this in its entirety. Again, there is zero, and I mean zero gospel being taught at Bethel and also their school of ministry. Here we go. About, about 12 years ago, I was going to art school in New York City, and I was studying to become a professional artist. I was living in Brooklyn at the time, and uh, it, was, it was right around when, when 9-11 happened. One day we were sitting in class, and I can remember all of us going up on top of the roof and, and watching, watching the World Trade Center as it was on fire. And right around that time frame, I, I started thinking a lot about, well, you know, how's my artwork going to affect, affect the world? And how's my, how's my what I'm going to do affect, affect society? And uh, about, about a couple of years later, I ended up having uh, this beautiful encounter with the, with the love of Jesus Christ. And you know, over the next number of years, then started me on a journey of, of understanding more about this Jesus that, that, that so loved me. I ended up coming up to the Bethel School, and I was listening to a lot of the messages and, and reading, reading some of the books, and so much desiring to understand more about. So again, you, do you notice the theme, right? This Jesus. So it's their Jesus. It's not the Jesus who's the way, the truth, and the life. It's their version of Jesus. And then here he is again, the messages and the books. Where is the Bible? They can't bring it in because the Bible would literally expose them. You had an encounter with the love of Christ. Well, good for you, buddy. Uh, relationship with Jesus. I, I never heard anyone talk about Jesus quite like that. And so I, I came out to just understand more about Jesus' love. And, and I, I can remember receiving so much more. I received so much more than, than, than what I had even imagined coming out here. What we've learned is that this culture, and it, it so affects everything that we do in every dimension. What we do with, with, with our relationships, how we love each other, how we receive God's love and how we love others. He literally repeated even himself. How we minister to others. And Sorry, I was talking over him. He literally just repeated himself there, like they all do. They, they have no idea what they're talking about. And I didn't know that there was other dimensions. Are we supposed to be now witnessing to aliens and UFOs? How we, how we bless society around us. Here we see a phenomenon happening before our eyes. People come for the miracles, but they stay for the culture. They stay because they see uh, and experience an atmosphere in which life is lived that changes everything. We teach our folks, our students, the church family, Bethel Church, we, we teach this, that you have to be full of the Holy Spirit, full and overflowing with the Spirit of God because we owe people a divine encounter. We owe them more than a message is what that means to me. I owe them more than words. I owe them more than principles on how to get right with God. I actually owe them a spirit-filled life 
so that encountering me will be encountering Jesus. That we would truly have a generation that could openly display the power of God, but that they'd also know how to do life. They'd know how to be good moms and dads. They know how to work well, that whether you're a dentist or a doctor, an engineer or you're an evangelist or missionary, it doesn't matter to me what role you play in life. Just do it with power, do it with purity, do it with passion. Do it with this desire to see God's world invade this one and see the impact of heaven on not only healing bodies, saving souls, delivering people from torment, but also teaching us how to do life, teaching us how to be better business people contributors to society, how to celebrate community life. It's all of this that we're learning and we're celebrating here. And certainly I welcome you to come and join us. We're having the adventure of a lifetime. No, thanks, Bill. I don't need your adventure, buddy, at all. I will go ahead and hard pass on that one. So that was Bill Johnson, as you know. And then as we all know, Bill Johnson is a... uh, creepy little demonic feller. And uh, again, I don't have sympathy on these people. I'm not going to sit around and pray for them. And again, I've said it, I don't know how many times in this podcast already, we're called to mark, expose, and have no fellowship. Nowhere in the Bible, not one passage of scripture tells me to pray for a false teacher. I'm not going to do it. I'll pray for those who are riddled in this, that God would open their hearts, like we'll see here at the end of this podcast. But I won't pray for these wolves at a pulpit. Their judgment is going to come, and I can't wait for that. I, one thing I hope that I get to witness is the Bills and the Joels and the Joyces and the Stephen Furtick's and the Louis Giglios and the John Pipers and the John MacArthur's. I can't wait to see them get their judgment. But anyway, I want to play this um, wonderful clip here. And uh, this is also their creepy little leader who's teaching these uh, students all of this nonsense. So we'll let this play. It's about a minute and 13 seconds. I had to cut it off because uh, it just gets a little weird. So here you go. This is them and their manufactured. This is glory dust clouds. This is heaven has come into Bethel. Yeah. And Bill actually mocks it. Again, reflected back to the story of Moses and the burning bush. Moses' reaction is totally different than Bill's, and this apostate church. Here we go. You know, it's just signs that make you wonder. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really a big deal that we have things we can't explain or understand or control. I've wondered if it's okay to, for us to run to a corner of a room and stand and watch and take pictures. I, I think he rather enjoys it. I think he... <laughs> Uh, as, lo- as long as we don't prostitute it for our glory, as long as we give him glory and celebrate, I, it feels like children, you know, just discovering him. You know, we don't seek for signs, but we don't ignore them either. It's kind of dumb if he shows up in a cloud, you go. I don't want to be. Let me just say this to all of these people. If even if, okay, we read in the Bible, the Bible is replete. God, Jesus, and even an angel. If they were to walk through my door right now, I would, first of all, be afraid if it was an angel, right? Because that's you see that in the Bible. But I would bow in reverence. Fear. Fear. 
would come over you. Not the way that this jerk is describing it. Fear. Wholesome, reverent fear. They don't have that. They have a mockery towards Jesus. Yes, this week, I'm telling you guys, and next week is going to be the same thing with another dissection of more falsehood. 2021, we shouldn't be still talking about this, but we are because there's people who still don't want to hear the truth and they want to be coddled. They want to have sugar-coated teaching. They, they want to compromise. They want to be lukewarm and Jesus will vomit you because you want to be lukewarm. Let me go ahead and finish playing this. Distracted. I invite all of his distractions. It's like dust from the rafters. Yeah. So that there, folks, is Bethel. So one thing that I did not mention, and I'm not going to play due to time constraints, and the link will be posted in the show notes, is Daphne, the young lady that we saw from the Q&A. She claims that when she went to Kenya, she had a healing and healed somebody. And again, I would love to see medical records. But this is the deception that they think that they're actually healing people. And I think people kind of like that one story that we heard from Cal. We don't know if these people are sick. There's just people who come up there, you know, and and just pretend. I've said the story time and time again, but years ago, I remember my mom brought me to Benny Hinn. She wanted to get delivered from a breaking generational curses. So when I said my mom listens to these people, I don't know if she still does currently. I guarantee you TBN might be turned on every now and then. Uh, But anyway, so we went. My mom was slain in the spirit because she did fall backwards. Um, So I don't know what happened that day. I don't know. Again, I don't know my mom's heart. I'm just telling you that, yes, I saw Benny Hinn in action. I've seen Joyce Myers in action. Um, I've seen a lot of apostate people in action, but people are never... They don't fall backwards. They always fall forward because God is a holy God. And whatever happens, you fall prostrate before God. And I know this episode is probably ticking off a lot of people, but I have a righteous anger towards Bethel and their music and their culture. Because you just don't want to hear it. You don't want to stop playing it. Why? Because the beat is cool. Because rhythmically, it gets you moving. Right? I mean, I sing. I love music. So you hear that beat and you go with the beat. You go with the flow. And it draws you in. Bethel is from the pits of hell both their music and their church. Why? Hillsong, same thing. But you want to be entertained. You can care less about a holy God that's saying no 
no, no, maybe you're not leaning into that blue genie enough. Maybe he's not downloading what he needs to download. Okay, so what we're going to see here, this is a rediscover Bethel. The reason they created this is because they want to put to rest everything that they've been called out on, which is quite funny. So I'm going to read actually here that in the video description, rediscover Bethel is a video series that addresses common questions and misconceptions about Bethel Church in Redding, California. This series specifically covers Bethel's theological beliefs, teaching and practices, Featuring senior pastor, senior leader, excuse me, Bill Johnson, senior associate leader. They don't even call them pastors. I just noticed that except for this one guy. Senior associate leader, Chris Valaton and associate pastor and associate pastor and dean of BSSM, Dan Farley. This series includes videos on Bible translations, Jesus's deity, physical manifestations of the Holy Spirit theological, sorry, theology of healing, the gospel of repentance, prophecy, and much more. So anyway, you can find out a whole bunch on Rediscover. Bethel, again, this video will be in the show notes. Just click the link that you see in their video description. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, share this. And this is about two minutes. So the reason I want to play it, I know I showed you the photos before. So this was kind of circling back on that. I apologize to jump around. I don't want to miss anything because I don't want to come back to this. I don't want to visit Bethel anymore. I put the nail in the coffin. Today ends it. I'm done. So again, it's a long episode. I apologize, but I don't want to miss anything. So I'm going to let this play, but you can hear Bill. Remember those photos that we saw? He's still saying about the anointing. So I'm sure you can hear those sirens. But anyway, let's go ahead and play this video here. And uh, you can hear his wonderful response. Even though he backtracked, he's still saying the same thing, less laying on the grave. I don't want anyone's anointing. I don't want anyone's grace. I've got my own anointing from the Lord. I've got my own grace from the Lord. I don't need anyone else's. I got my own because I am a new creation in Christ. I don't need anyone else's anointing on me. Here we go graves looking for anointings to be for faith yeah the way you put it i think i think it's beautiful well and to be super clear sometimes a quote of yours is attributed to this idea that we're actually going to graves looking for anointings to be you know to to get and to pass on um there are anointings mantles revelations and mysteries that have lain unclaimed literally where they were left because the generation that walked in them never passed them on i believe it's impossible for us to recover realms of anointing realms of insight sorry i believe it's possible for us to recover <laughs> realms of anointing uh, realms of insight realms of god that have been uh untended for decades simply by choosing to reclaim them and perpetuate them for future generations so at that point you're talking about in honor and faith it, what I felt the Lord speak to my heart like 20 years ago when I first started collecting for our, our library museum mm-hmm. was that if we honored the saints of the past, not worship, not talk to for sure. So let me just say this about Bill Johnson. He has been riddled in this charismatic movement long before he got into Bethel. He was raised in this. So that is why Bill, I believe will be deceived when the Antichrist comes on the scene. I don't believe Bill can turn around from this because he has been in this far too long. But anyway, sorry to interrupt there. I promise I won't do it again. 
Um, but if we honored them, the Lord would give us access to their the grace that they lived in. You know, there's so many things that previous generations accomplished that are, you know, the anointing on a Spurgeon, his oh, his yeah. ability, uh, Wesley, to preach to Whitfield. Mm-hmm. Th- they're anointings we need again. Absolutely. And uh, and 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 so I, I feel like we have a role to value and respect the person who said yes to God, the Spirit of God that marked them to bring such change. And so that's what I try to do is I try to honor that element, the Spirit of God, the person who said yes. And it's not it's not worship. It's just it's the right thing to do. And so that's what we do. And so that's why I feel, you know, way back, I think it's 20 years ago now, uh, where the Lord I've really impressed on my heart. We need to do this library museum and and in some way, just in life, to honor these people that have gone before us, because God will release into the earth, not all about Bethel, certainly not all no. about me, but release into the earth again what he's done in past in past generations. And that's what I'm hungry for. Yeah. It's probably two things. You know, the scripture is full of that. Scripture is full of honoring the, the encounters these past saints have had with the Lord. Yes. Which are... Where? Where is that in scripture? That we need to honor, like I need to honor King David. I need to honor Paul and Peter and Jude. The only one that I need to honor and have reverence towards is Jesus. Supposed to inspire us (laughs) to have like encounters and like impact in the earth. And so uh, I think one thing around that same time was I I had been through seven years of higher learning with, um, you know, in, in Christian community and in not. You notice all the new age buzz terms, right? We've been hearing this, everything that they're saying. So now he's involved in higher learning. Where else have we heard that term from? Oh. Heard hardly anything about the healing revivalists. So mm-hmm. I was a bit like, where where were these stories yeah. in all the church history that was covered? Yeah. Where were these um, these stories of of, of uh, revival that had signs and wonders and manifestations anointing them? Like these folks were lost from history. Uh, Mariah Woodworth Eder, yeah. I hadn't heard anything about John G. Lake. I hadn't heard anything about. So I'm I'm in seven years mm-hmm. of evangelical, whom I love. I'm an evangelical. Kisses. The uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> the uh, but but to have like wow we've been kind of embarrassed or or just didn't care or choose to remember the radical sacrifice and impact and power these folks moved in. And for me, that was eye-opening. So when I heard you say that statement, I'm like, hey, hey, there's a a forgotten move of of the Holy Spirit and power that the church has shied away from. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we have a responsibility. It's a responsibility of honor, but Mm -hmm. it's also a responsibility to preserve the testimony because that's the spoken and or written record of what God has done, which— so, so the, you hurt him, right? So what they've done is the spoken written record. Not this. No, let me, let me, um, I'm looking in second opinions. Oh yeah. In second opinions, that's what it says. Please honor dead people who may or may not even be in heaven because there's some of those he mentioned that are Calvinists. Yes, so honor those, go to their graves. I want you to hug their graves. No, this is all we need. That's it. I don't need 
I don't need anyone else. Yes, I, I'm thankful that the church um, came here. Yes, I'm thankful that what Paul and Peter and everyone else did, that it it broadened the church and it brought it here to America to make America be founded upon Christian principles. But I don't honor those people. I thank the Lord that he sent them, but I don't honor them. I hold the word of God as near and dear. This is what I go to. This. Prophesize his intent into this generation. And if we don't steward the testimony well, the record of his nature, Mm -hmm. the displays of his covenant with people, if we don't steward that well, we're not really prepared for what he wants to do again. And so they're all intertwined. It's our responsibility to serve this generation well, you know. Yeah. So when we hear those stories, it's actually, this is what's possible in the Lord. Yes. And that's kind of what we're after. Exactly. Uh, You know, uh, as far as a touch. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to play this uh, video. I will chop it up um, a little bit. I'm not going to play the full seven minutes. Again, I am not endorsing the American gospel. Um, Calvinism, to me, is a deadly doctrine of demons. They believe in a different Jesus. They believe in tulip, um, which the L is a limited atonement. Um that Jesus did not die for everyone. And, and a Calvinist will always be based upon a works-based salvation, because how do you know that you're the elect unless you keep working for your salvation? So everything wrapped around Calvinism is also another Jesus. So I hope that this young lady didn't go from one extreme to another um, you know, Calvinists, one thing that they're good at is exposing falsehood, and yet the plank is so far embedded in their own eye, um, they themselves are deceived. You know, they put J. Mac and John Piper on these pedestals. I believe that they would uh, grave soak and grave suck them up if they were to die. But anyway, so again, I'm going to chop this up a little bit, this video here from Lindsay, but we'll go ahead and uh, end the podcast, at least with her. And then when she's done, I will definitely continue uh, to talk just briefly to bring it in for a landing. But we're just going to go ahead again. I'll chop it up. We'll let her play. So I do believe, again, that people out of Bethel, both the church and the school and the worship you, you know, maybe she left an imprint. I feel like that is Jacob, right? Imprint Um, with some people. And maybe that'll trickle down. I believe God can plant seeds wherever. I just believe that we're now moving, we're shifting in this new direction of last days. And this happened a couple of years ago. And I just really think that window is closing. I think COVID kind of put things into a different perspective. And if the church is still sleeping, I wonder why are they still sleeping? Why are they not excited? Like last week's episode about encouragement, you know, um, why are we not excited about these last days as a believer, not excitement as in, in, in a morbid way. But anyway, we'll go ahead and let this play. And that's why I believe some people can be saved, but we're just nearing that point where I think the door is closing and nobody really wants to listen anymore. So anyway, here we go. Enjoy the video from Lindsay. 
Davis and I'm just going to be sharing a little bit of my own personal testimony about how God has used the film American Gospel to not only completely change my life but how he's used it com to completely change my walk with him forever. So to start off, I'm actually a student at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry and I attend Bethel Church in Redding, California. And Bethel Church is one of the biggest churches with the deepest involvement in the Word of Faith, Prosperity Gospel, New Apostolic Reformation sort of movement. Um, so I have a lot of firsthand experience with what being involved in some of these movements is actually like. I have witnessed the false gospel that they preach. And from someone who is still here at Bethel, who's still at Bethel School of Ministry, I can attest to the fact that they are preaching a false gospel, that they are preaching a false Christ and a Christ and a gospel that cannot save. I was so deep in the deception of the Word of Faith movement, the Prosperity Gospel movement, the New Apostolic Reformation, all of that. I was so deep into the deception that I was being fed that whenever someone would try to correct me and would try to present the true gospel of Jesus Christ, I would absolutely reject it because I was so deep in deception. The Holy Spirit had taken a, like a hold of my heart to the point where I was so deeply convicted over my sin. I was so deeply grieved by the complete heresy and blasphemy of this movement that I was sick to my stomach and I didn't sleep for three nights. And I was so sick to my stomach because not only had I been walking in a lie, in a false gospel and believing in a false Christ, but I knew that millions and millions and millions of people around the world are being influenced by the false, blasphemous, heretical gospel of the word of faith prosperity movement, the name it and claim it movement. So many people were being influenced by this false gospel and I was so completely grieved. But at that moment, God took a hold of my heart and he completely softened my hardened heart. He completely softened my heart to the true gospel, to who he really was. And from that moment on, I decided that while I am here in Redding, California, while I am here at Bethel Church, while I am here at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, I am going to preach the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, everyone. So again, um, I know I get very animated. <laughs> That's the Italian Mexican New Yorker in me. Can't help but be animated. Um, but, you know, I get frustrated. I get a righteous anger, as I said before, when I do episodes like this. And next week is not going to be any different for me. Then I'm glad the next couple of weeks, Lord willing, will be Dr. Andy Woods and then also a dear friend of mine coming on to share her life clip. 
So anyway, um, I'm here to implore you today to get out of Bethel. They're a demonic church. The school of supernatural ministry is lying to you. You are learning about a different Jesus, and that's not the gospel. Those signs and wonders are fake. And when the rapture happens, and if you're left behind, you may be deceived by the Antichrist and the false prophet. So I implore you today that if you don't know Jesus, that you would make today the day of salvation. And it's very simple. You have to believe through faith in the right Jesus. That Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. And don't bring other gospels into it. The gospel is very simple. We don't need to add or take away of the precious word of God. So guys, I thank you for staying with me today. I did not want to make this a two-part episode. Again, as I said previously, this is the nail in the Bethel coffin. You will never hear Bethel Jesus culture on my playlist. You'll never hear it in my car, in my home, anywhere. And if I go to a church, I will ask the pastor why. And if he dismisses me, I don't stay in those churches. We have to take a stand. David was not singing Bethel and Elevation and Passion and Hillsong. David was singing his own praise to Jesus. And if you're truly in the right frame of worship, as they always say, you'll praise the Lord in your worship time. You know, I mean, there's times that I'm in prayer or just out and about, and I'll just start singing a new song to the Lord. Makes no sense. Lyrically, there's no bass, there's no rhythmic intoxication. There's just me praising my Savior. So don't be drawn in by the signs and the wonders. It's only going to lead to destruction. That's Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, I believe. If anyone, even an angel in heaven, brings you another gospel, they are accursed. Paul then repeated it literally in the next verse. If anyone, anyone, if anyone, Bill, Chris, Bethel Music, if anyone brings forth another gospel, they are accursed. So anyway. Thanks for being with me today. Again, I'm sorry it was so long. And Lord willing, I'll see you here next Friday. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Life Clips. Life Clips uploads episodes every Friday. So head on over to our Rumble channel, Life Clips underscore podcast. One more time, that is Life Clips underscore podcast to get notified when we upload. Make sure when you're on our Rumble channel, you give us a Rumble comment and share. You can also subscribe to us on many podcast platforms such as Google, Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or 
Pandora. And now since we have our own private server, feel free to email us. If you want to be a guest, if you have a question or a comment, email us at questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. Again, that email address is questions at lifeclipspodcast.com. And finally, I am saving the best news for last. Without the encouragement that we have as believers that we read in Titus chapter 2, 13, this world would be very overwhelming right now. But we are told to look for our blessed hope, to look for the glorious appearing of Jesus. May you be encouraged today. I'm looking forward to seeing each and every one of you in the air one day. Titus chapter 2, verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. Jesus.